0: Do you ever wonder what the prodigal son did after he came home? This is Saturday, February 3rd. Do you think he became the model son? His father's love broke through and changed him forever? Or do you think his old desires raised their heads every now and then? I want to return to the time when this father ran out to meet him. This is what happened as Jesus shared. But as he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. I've wondered what might have happened next. The writer and Bible scholar Chad Bird suggests that something like this might have happened. Almost five years to the day after he returned home the first time, the prodigal son emptied his bank account, packed a few changes of clothes, and snuck off for the faraway country again. The first year back, he was just glad to be home. He licked his wounds and worked on the strained relationships with his family and community. The second year was toughest. He still couldn't get the taste of the pig slop out of his mouth. Not to mention the shame shame that chewed away at his soul. The third year, things leveled out a little bit. He started feeling more at home, back in sync with his former life. The fourth year, certain things began to irk him. The same things that irked him before he left the first time. His old itches longed to be scratched. And the fifth year, it happened. All the former allurements came knocking, wrapping their knuckles on his heart's front door. More than the shameful hell of feeding pigs, he could taste the sensual paradise of feasting on felicity. More than the raw guilt of hurting others, he could recall the intoxicating thrill of others pleasuring him. The prodigal, Relapsed, rescind, re-destroyed his life. You know him or her. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your child. Or maybe it's you. The thing you swore you'd never do again—well, you did it last night. You fell off the wagon. You left the straight and narrow. You open your heart to the rapping knuckles of former pleasures that once destroyed you. Prodigals have a way of finding themselves right back in the pigsty. I remember when I did. The temporary euphoria of so-called freedom has been replaced by the iron shackles of shame. As you stare into the black eyes of the nearest muddy and stinking pig, what do you see? You see your face. You see your soul. You see and know what you've become again. In that moment, on the plains of your heart, two armies line up in verbal array. Heaven and hell contend within you. Hell shouts, now you've gone and done it, you stupid piece of garbage. Listen, can you hear your older brother scoffing as he tells all his friends that he he knew, he just knew you'd go and do it again? Can you hear the servants making you the butt of their jokes? Can you hear the congregation whispering? Oh, I suspected he wasn't truly and sincerely repentant the first time. You're a lost, lonely, hopeless cause. You're not even human. You're a pig. And that's all you'll ever be. So hell spits. Hell accuses. But there's another voice, not shouting but whispering, on the plains of your heart. It's the voice of heaven. The familiar lilt of a dad's voice, echoing down the long hallways of hope, through your ears and down to the deepest, darkest caverns of your pain. He doesn't accuse. He doesn't berate. He only mouths two simple words in which are compressed the full expanse of heaven's redemptive love. Come home. Come home, my son. Come home, my daughter. Come with your hands still clutching the bucket of slop. I don't care. Come with your mouth still sticky with the lipstick of licentiousness. I don't care. Come with your breath reeking of gallons upon gallons of liquor. I don't care. Come with your whole body slathered in pigsty mud. I don't care. All I care about is you you are all that matters come home come home a second time a, a third time a thousandth time the father will not stay on the porch arms crossed over his chest and stare down at you as you come crawling on your knees to beg for mercy the father will not serve you tasteless leftovers and make you sleep in the doghouse the second time The third time, the thousandth time, he will sprint like a madman to meet you down the street, throw his arms around you, kiss you, and command that the fattened calf be barbecued and the keg tapped. Second and third repentances are not met with halfway parties in the father's house. He goes all out, every time. His sons and daughters come home from the faraway country so come home. The front door's unlocked, the calf is fattened, and the father is standing on the porch, his hand shading the sun from his eyes, scanning the horizon for the familiar image of the one who is and will ever remain his precious beloved child. Come home. Let's pray. Why do we think, Lord, that we can't come home? You've loved us well and demonstrated your love through Jesus, your patience, day after day. Move us by your Spirit to return to you. Thank you for sending Jesus to find us and put us on his shoulders and to bring us home. We rejoice in your grace. In the name of Jesus.